0: The Heroes and Villains podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast tailor-made Stealth 2 Driver giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate your competition. And welcome in to the Heroes and Villains podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew, TD King Rob. How are we doing, sir? Great, man.
1: Uh, You know, happy to be here. Happy to talk a little uh, fantasy, you know, best ball, ADPs, get some fantasy heroes, ones that we like. Uh, So I think it's going to be a good episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Your bosses must love you at work at the day job. Like, yeah, happy to be here, buddy. (laughs) just another day another dollar getting getting in i can't
1: can't say i'm I'm as excited to go to that job as i am to this job but you know got to put on a happy face
0: (laughs) yeah i I feel like you bring the pep i don't know i feel i feel like (laughs) i could i could work across from uh, a a cubicle across from you that is anyways oh thanks man yeah i appreciate that what's up guys we got j mark up in the chat what's up buddy what's up just hanging out Thursday night, we're going to be talking some ADP heroes in fantasy football on Underdog. If you're not on Underdog, be sure to go check them out. You can use promo code SGPN to sign up and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. We're going to dive right into the conversation, though, here. Andrew, who is your top ADP hero? Who is an absolute steal at their ADP right now on Underdog? Anyone in particular that you're targeting at a, at a high rate?
1: Uh, well, I have a bunch. I don't think one really sticks out. Um, I, I like all these guys, but let's just start with somebody that everyone knows. Uh, mm-hmm. It's DK Metcalf for me. He's currently okay. uh, wide receiver 15 on underdog wide receiver 18 listed on fantasy pros. And then I did pull up, Uh, you know, establish the run. Shout out to establish the run. They're always, you know, as uh, Adam Levitan says, always grinding their cocks off. So I, I like to look at their stuff because they are obviously deep diving in here as well. And they currently have him positional, a wide receiver 12. Uh, their total rank is 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think Metcalf, I read a stat um, and I was looking a lot into uh, players that get heavily involved in the red zone. Uh, DK Metcalf was one of the leaders in the NFL in red zone targets. I think where he's currently going is friendly ADP. Uh, He's pretty easy to stack with Geno Smith. If you want to get the full team stack of him and lock it's very doable. You know, so he's definitely a, a fantasy hero for me because of those reasons. But also, I mean, DK Metcalf is just a monster of a human, right? Like, like this dude's hard to cover because he's massive. He, he, you know, coming into the league, people always said that he didn't have a good route tree, but ever since he came into the league, I, I can't really tell you that, you know, that that's the case. I mean, he's very good at what he does. He's extremely fast. I mean, we we all saw him run down Buda Baker a couple of years back, right? So that's this dude's hella fast, very good, you know, good hands. And, you know, he he's clearly the guy on the team and he's going to get his targets. And I, I do really love the red zone targets, though, for DK Metcalf. That's that's one of the main reasons why I like him where he's going.
0: Oh, the touchdown upside is absolutely there. Big body target in the red zone, and the team looks like they're gonna you know continue to pass you know more and often. I uh, like Kenneth Gainwell, like Tyler Lockett. That build is absolutely amazing, and also not very difficult to do. You can attack Metcalf and Kenneth Walker early, still back that up with Lockett and Geno Smith with later ADP. Uh, he is definitely a receiver that I'm comfortable with starting my team out as my first wide receiver drafted. So if I do go hero RB. And then, you know, maybe wait a while to take another running back. He is definitely someone that I'm comfortable with, you know, starting off my uh, my wide receiver room. You know, in the, in the super flex format, do you have anything that would deter you away from him? Um, I feel like you're only going to get him at better value that, in that spot and that opportunity
1: right i mean obviously if nobody's went into underdog and done their super flex best ball uh draft shit i mean obviously all the quarterbacks get pushed up so kind of Mm -hmm. you kind of got to take into consideration that these guys when you're drafting them they're about two rounds normally behind where they usually get picked um except for like the top guys obviously they fall back into the second round but uh yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean i i love where he's going again he's easy to stack and i mean yeah he's just. Overall, great player, and I, I I like him around the other guys that he's going due to the fact of I do think he's going to get probably more red zone targets than the three or four uh, wide receivers that are going around him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying here. I have him like right at uh, where he's going. So he is wide receiver 15 on underdog. I also have him right at wide receiver 15, so I'm very comfortable taking him where he's going, but I haven't moved him up or lowered him based on his ranking. He's just kind of like even keel for me right there, and I think it's a good situation. He's not someone that's going to demand a high uh, target volume. He's not going to have a lot of catches, but he's a field stretcher, and he's going to have those big weeks. Field stretchers have big weeks in the NFL, multi-touchdown type of games, big yardage type of games. He's definitely a great best ball asset for sure. Uh, Before we move forward, why don't we pay one quick bill and we'll get into our next ADP hero.
1: And we are uh, Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA NHL and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
0: Yeah, if you're drafted now, you're you're definitely D-gens like us, you know, fantasy, underdog, best ball, d yep it's uh you know one for all and all for one whatever the you know three musketeers (laughs) uh, musketeers. phrase goes yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah. we're all all underdogs over here at the network so we uh we're always getting after it we'll have a live draft coming up next week we'll have pete Overzet on that's going to be an awesome show live draft i am pumped andrew's hero you know i i had (laughs) my uh michael florio on we we got andrew's hero and pete Overzet. so we'll have a nice live draft next thursday night 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss out on that. And of course, you're welcome to draft with us. You know, we, we're, we're telling you the time, the place. All you need is the app. You can use our promo code, get some extra cash to play with. It's all good stuff. Everybody's winning. All right, let's move on to my first ADP hero. I've got Kirk Cousins. And as a Bears fan, it sounds weird to say. He's not, uh, you know, the blemishing logo of consistency, we'll say, right? From a week-to-week standpoint, it's always dangerous. It feels like plugging in Kirk Cousins into your lineup, Maybe it's because, you know, he cracks under the pressure. He can't play under the lights. Whatever narrative you have about him, I don't know. It feels like underdogs diving into that narrative as well. They've got him at QB 13, Andrew, and I just disagree. You know, I have him at QB 8. He's been very consistent, actually, the last few years. If you look on underdog at their scoring format, he's put up a total, I believe, of about 612 fantasy points across the last two seasons. It's about 305, 307. It's very consistent. And a lot of the guys that are going ahead of him Let me pull up my board here really quick because I don't have their exact like, you know, total stats. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. They, of course, you know, in the last three years have had more yards than, than Kirk Cousins. Maybe Jalen Hurts not two years ago, but definitely this past season. Justin Fields barely finished with more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins. But Joe Burrow after him, same thing. But then Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, even Tua Tagovailoa, Daniel Jones, all these guys had less total yardage, less total fantasy volume, yet they have a higher ADP than Kirk Cousins right now. And I feel like Kirk Cousins, While well, I get it, you know, like he's not, you know, the build of consistency. He doesn't just give you that, uh, you know, confidence to start him every week. I feel that you're like you're getting him at a discount right now. I love the passing offense. I love TJ Hawkinson in this group. We've talked about him as a must-own player with Michael Florio a few weeks back now. I feel really good about Cousins this season. Kevin O'Connell is going to want to continue to push the ball down the field. That's been the MO since he's come in this past season. So I'm liking uh, the situation quite a bit this season. you have uh, any argument here?
1: No, not really. I mean, as a man who watched Kirk Cousins a lot in Washington, you know, I, I always liked Kirk Cousins. Um he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know, we all know the that you like that uh, you know, little video after he came back and won. So it's I I like Kirk Cousins. Um Established run has him listed as QB 13. So that's right on par there. Uh, I, I like her cousins. Cause again, it's, a, it's another guy that you can, you know, stack decently easy. You know, you can miss out on, on Justin Jefferson if you're not the mm-hmm. one or two. Right. So you can miss out on that, but you can easily get Hawkinson. You know, if you target him, uh, you know, KJ Osborne's there. I think that he takes a big step up for them as well. And, you know, I've started to looking into running backs a little bit more as well, and I mm-hmm. found that uh, Dalvin Cook actually has not been um, very good. I think we all think he's good because of the name and because of what he's done. But last year, you know, he ranked well outside the top 24, uh, you know, when it comes to like efficiency. So he's you know, he's, he's kind of lacking a little bit and they brought back, uh, Alexander Madison on a two-year deal. So it's not like they brought in somebody else that's going to be, you know, lights out for him. So I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to change their MO and run more than they have. So I think that that, you know, obviously is good for Kirk Cousins. So I, I have no argument there. Um, I haven't really drafted him a whole lot cause I usually miss mm-hmm. out on JJ. And then I start, you know, going different directions on that, but, um, I, I don't really have a, an argument against Kirk Cousins at QB 13.
0: No, the value is there. And like I said, I'm taking him at QB eight. So I'm moving them up if I can. I'm not saying you want to do that in every situation. Of course, if you have, you know, other players drafted, you want to continue to build up your stacks. Okay. Uh, even in the super flex format, I have been able to take Justin Jefferson first, and follow up in round two with Kirk Cousins. I don't know. I mean, I, I know there are other there are other stacks that can compete with that. If you get them a Mahomes and a Kelsey, or maybe an Allen and a Diggs, I, I get that it can compete. But I felt really good about that on my very first swing on the superflex format, uh, being just just because I didn't feel like anyone was going to let me do it. You shouldn't. Yep. You know, not with the wide receiver one. And when you're trying to you know get sneaky and not take a QB in round one, that that can be dangerous in that superflex format.
1: Yeah. And, and I do want to say something before we move on, you know, for anybody who's drafting now or or even later, when you look at these rankings, when players are going like, let's say, you know, we'll use your Kurtz cousins example, right? You have him as mm-hmm. QB eight and he's listed mm-hmm. as like QB 13, right? That doesn't mean you have to draft him as the eighth quarterback. That's how no. you have it ranked. And, you know, you don't have to like pick him two rounds mm-hmm. ahead because that's where he's you know you feel that he should go you need to understand that these players just because you have them ranked higher doesn't mean you need to draft them that high you can play the board and figure okay i have this guy i want to target this guy and i know i can probably get him around later there's no need to take him ahead of time so just you know that that's a fantasy uh, a tip there for everybody make sure you understand rankings versus where they're actually going and how you can play the board
0: the star yes the star button that's what you (laughs) need to be looking at all right. Yeah, we tell you like, hey, this guy—he's a value. You can take him five spots earlier. You shouldn't. You should wait. You should get the value. But exactly. if you see everyone racing to that position that you're targeting at value, and you have that name coming up the board pretty quickly, maybe you do need to take him around earlier. Maybe it—maybe it even has to be round two. It's not necessarily something you want to force yourself into. But if you like a guy, you don't need to feel like, oh, I have to take him at his ADP. You can move. You can move guys up. I've moved up Deontay Johnson up to early round five. That's ridiculous right now because you can get him as close as a turnaround seven. And you know what? Let's just segue right into him because I know he's a name that we've we've talked about quite a bit. He's a drum. We're banging and we're not stopping. I've got him at wide receiver, or I'm sorry, underdog has him at wide receiver 39. I have him at wide receiver 20. Is that too hasty? Our partner, Emerson Beery, he has him at wide receiver 29 for, for argument's sake. So kind of like a median between me, him, underdog, et cetera.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that I'm probably closer to you um, than, than consensus on him. Obviously, you know, again, I, we always talk about this, how many targets he got last year and no touchdowns, right? I don't yeah. think that that's going to happen again. I do think he will get probably similar target share, um, maybe a little bit of a decline with George Pickens coming up, the, you know, mm-hmm. coming up a little bit. This is his second year now. Like, so I do think they're probably a little closer than than we'd like them to be because of how much we like DJ. But where he's going it's a fantastic value for him. It's easy to stack with Kenny Pickett too, which I believe we're going to talk about Kenny Pickett a little later mm-hmm. here, but yep. uh you know it, it's so easy to stack that. Kenny Pickett's going way late. D, you know, deontay Johnson goes, you know, what in like the 7th round normally, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh you know, George Pickens is is right around that same thing. So really take your pick between the two. I prefer DJ just because of what he's already done. I do think Pickens has a higher upside potentially not target wise but what he can do down the field and his catch radius uh but yeah i mean i have i have all the love for deontay johnson i really feel like he can have a very good year and i mean there's no way he doesn't score a touchdown again i mean that's so fluky right touchdowns are so fluky that people need to understand that and uh yeah so i'm right there with you i think that he's he's an extreme fantasy hero at his current adp
0: no, this guy is going to bring home the profit on underdog. You need to get him in like your key lineups. Like, you know, like if you're only doing one, you got to draft DJ or Deontay Johnson. I keep calling him DJ. on all my notes, but you have to get him If you're doing a one and done for sure. Like I've done also some robust RB approaches where he has been my, my wide receiver one. Haven't done them in a while because when I'm looking at my teams at the end of the day, I really like zero, my, my zero RB teams more personally, But he is someone that I have done that with, where I've taken my first wide receiver in round six. And that was one where I had to kind of pull him up a little bit because the other names going around him, they just don't excite me as much. Deontay Johnson, just two years ago, was second in the NFL in total targets with 169. This past season, he had 143, and he's had 140 plus in three straight seasons, mind you. Two of those seasons were with the late great Ben Roethlisberger, right? So that was a different type of quarterback. He was pushing the ball all the time. That was his last year when he had 169 targets, but 169 just to 143 from Ben Roethlisberger, the gunslinger, the Pittsburgh sheriff, you know, down to Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh deputy. You know what I mean? Like it's really not that big a difference of the to- the total offensive share that he had from two years ago to just last year. And you and I have discussed it before. We're both expecting progressions from Pickett. I'm expecting the offensive line to take another step forward. They've been—that's kind of been a you know a few year project. You know, even when Ben Roethlisberger was there two seasons ago, you know, they were completely you know redesigning the offensive line, right? So that's another you know year into the you know the project making. I feel like they're going to lean on the run a lot, and I think Pickett just overall gets better. I think it's going to be a great situation. You had mentioned mm-hmm. Pickens, wide receiver 36. I like him. I do. But I cannot pay that price for him. I can't do it. Not when I'm looking at a guy who's going to be playing on the same team with him that could have 50-plus more targets on the year. It's it's very difficult for me to draft Pickens. I have a very low share of him right now because every time I see DJ, I just grab him. Give me. Unless I'm drafting with Gindy, Gindy, if you're watching this, my God, man. Two times. The last two drafts, he's stealing DJ from me. Killing me. And he took DJ Moore, too, in the last one. Two DJs.
1: He, he, uh, Gindy's a content guy, man. He likes to take it, take stuff from you for the content, just just so you get a little, uh, you know, a little upset. He, I, he likes I was that. not happy. I he, was not he's happy. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, DJ for the win.
0: Wheels up. All right. Who's your next? Uh, who's your next hero?
1: So let's pivot over to a team that didn't really throw the ball a ton, but I do expect them to have a little bit of an up, uh, an uptick this year, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. It, it's Drake London. Mm-hmm. Um, if, okay. if first off, let's just start by by looking at their current depth chart. Uh, so they got Drake London, and then they have it's Matt cheating. Collins. Which let's let's give Matt Collins some due. He did well in in Las Vegas. Okay, but then Scotty Miller, you know, he's he's okay. Yeah. Frank Darby. Yeah. And then we no. won't even get into the rest of these guys, right? Like,
0: that I'm surprised fact. you went as far as Frank Darby to be, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Like, <laughs> he ain't yeah. Braxton Berrios, buddy. Uh. Berrios, Berrios ain't walking through that door,
1: yeah. So, that's that's number one for me. Uh, why I really like him is he's clearly the best guy. Now, I didn't get into the tight end, there is Kyle Pitts. We, we, I know we like Kyle Pitts, um, mm-hmm. but I think that both of them can can do well in this offense. Drake London showed last year that. He was very good with the small sample size. I think he was like 860 yards or something like that, you know, on the year. And this was a team that liked to run the ball a ton. So, I mean, if that's the case, if they even have an uptick a little bit in their passing game, I mean, the sky's the limits for this guy. I mean, he's, he's going to clearly be the number one wide receiver target i don't want to say he's the number one target because they they might really try to work in pits a little more after the disaster of a season he had last year so i don't right. want to say that but i mean even if even if he is the second in targets on the team i still think he can produce very well uh he's currently going wide receiver 29 on fantasy pros 24 on mm-hmm. underdog you know I, I i like him a lot i like him coming in as a draft prospect um i still like him i do think desmond ritter uh is is a little underrated, actually. I mean, he at the end of the last year, he was performing decently well. And I think that he can take a step forward as well. And if he does you know, again, that's going to really help Drake London. So Drake London, fantasy hero for me, good value. Uh, You know, I like where he's going. Again, easy to stack if you do want to take the, in best ball anyway, I doubt Desmond Mm Ritter is going to be drafting a lot of, you know, uh, redraft leagues, but for best ball, you know, very, very easy to stack him with the rest of the team. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you just, you don't have to worry about too many people stealing targets from him outside of pits. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the, one of the best things I like about him.
0: Are you worried they might draft a a receiver at, at pick eight? I do.
1: Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we're, you know we're doing the show now, which is why he's on. Right. This is I, everything we talk about. Everyone needs to know that this mm-hmm. is subject to change, right? If they draft somebody, and especially one of these good wide receivers, then I'm I'm probably gonna pull pull the reins back a little bit on Drake London. But um, if that doesn't happen, man, he's just he has so much upside, and he has so, the the playmaking ability as well is just so mm-hmm. good for him. He's a very good route runner. So I I do you know feel that if they do again, if they draft somebody, then it's gonna be a little different. But if not, man, sky's the limit. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's if it's likely that Quinton Johnston would go that high at number eight, but him with Pitts and Drake London, that sounds like a mess. That sounds like a problem for people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jackson Smith and Jigbo would fit well with Drake London. I feel like they do a lot of similar things.
1: Yeah, and again, I don't think he's. I mean, they're that good.
0: It's always good to have <laughs> good receivers, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. when, when they both, uh, you know, can do the same things or both have similar competencies, it's it feels kind of tough. And I feel like you know, that would be a big upgrade from the – not a big upgrade from Calvin Ridley, but a big size upgrade. You know, like, when again, yeah. we were talking about big targets in the red zone, DK Metcalf. If you got a guy like uh, Johnson and Kyle Pitts down there, that's going to be a tough tough situation to deal with. Uh, yep. Plus, you know, maybe a, a power runner in Tyler Algier. Uh, yeah, they could really turn things around. I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. we got ben haskell back in the chat uh says so he's coming in to uh to hang out a little bit he's looking for the live draft he's looking for the live draft that's next week
1: yep next thursday be here
0: yeah we're we're gonna have uh pete Overzet on if you have a best ball pulse you should know who that is so yes yeah, so if you don't know who pete
1: Overzet is just just go on the youtubes here and uh type in pete Overzet and uh just enjoy youtubes very very comical guy and uh love his best ball drafts
0: where was it jesse on the youtubes was it a dvd A vhs <laughs> what was it jesse <laughs> gemstones get two guys uh, yeah it's great show. it's it's not it's not tv it's hbo all right back into the conversation here actually before we do uh let's hit a quick word from one of our sponsors we are brought to you by the golf gambling podcast and their Taylor made driver contest the contest is completely free to enter and you have a chance to win an awesome Taylor made driver The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th. So make sure to get in uh, by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right. And we're back in it here. I'm going to bring up my next ADP hero. I've got Samaj I
1: I also have him written down here. So I'm so glad that we're about talked about him. Smash, smash
0: P. Ryan. So he's going coming off the board as RB38. I have him at RB31. Not a big, you know, difference there, but there, that's a good chunk of running backs that I am going to take behind Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, the sentiment that I'm getting right now is, is that he could legitimately lead in carries and touches from the running back position with the Denver Broncos this year. Now, obviously, you need some dominoes to fall, and one of those might be an injury or re-injury to Javante Williams. Don't want that to happen. I'm knocking on wood right now just for that. I don't want to see injuries happen. However, even if Williams comes back in an an appropriate timeline, he gets there early, week one, early weeks of the season, whatever it is, it doesn't feel like he's going to be a bell cow back. It doesn't feel like he's going to be taking the majority of the touches. It feels like, at best, he's probably 60-40, but realistically, it feels like it's going to be a 50-50 type of scenario here as far as the split. Mind you, again, we're talking early April here. They could draft another running back, but I just feel like in – Sean Payton's offense. This is a guy that loves to run the ball. The last five seasons with the Saints, he had three seasons in you know top five uh, rushing attempts right in the league. So he likes to run the ball. It, it's it's definitely a part of his package. And I feel like the acquisition of Samaj P. Ryan just only indicates that you know he is going to get that usage. They're not bringing him in to just you know play second fiddle to Javante Williams and a rookie. He's going to come in and he's going to have a role. And it, he feels like an every down type of back. I mean, when he was given the opportunity two out of the, the, the three weeks that he was a feature starter for the Bengals, he was a top five running back. And the other week, he was top 10. He was number 10. So just, just barely made it. But still, he he's a guy that feels like he can play on every down. He can pass block. He can catch. He's got a lot in his tool chest here. And again, the value is just super, super good this late in the draft. What are your thoughts? Well, you already told me you love him. so
1: I do. Yeah, I, I like Peter Run a lot here. Um, you know, uh, so Established Run has him listed as RB38. That's where he's currently okay. ranked for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I I, it, I saw here, and I, I just pulled it up, so I, I didn't want to misquote anything, but um, this was last month. Uh, although Broncos GM George Patton said that third-year running back is on track to be ready for the regular season, Matthew mm-hmm. Barry uh, heard the opposite at the NFL scouting combine. And this is what he said. So Matthew Barry said, I was told he is currently a lot more hurt than the team is letting on publicly. And someone had said that there is potential that he could actually miss a great portion or all of next season. Now, do I fully believe that he's going to miss all of next season? Not really. Uh, his injury was definitely really bad. It, it was, he tore multiple things. Like there's, it it, it was not good. So I don't think he's going to start the year, but I don't think he's going to miss all of it. But could I see him missing at least half of it? Yeah, that, that's a possibility. I mean, this is a guy that they drafted and they really liked. There's really not a huge reason for them to make him get back on the field before he's ready. I mean, look what, look what happened with J.K. Dobbins last year, right? He got back on the field, just didn't look right, right? Th- th- and people were banging that
0: drum the for him. Oh, he's going to be ready. Week one, no problem. He's going to be yep. ready. Like, nope. I'm, no, I'm getting who, that. You know who – you know who was right on that? Our boy Sebastian Firon, or our injury doc. He was like, No, Go sir, ahead. no, sir. Don't don't <laughs> test fate. It's gonna happen.
1: We we should have him on a show here to talk about some of these injuries, including Javante Williams, right? But um yeah. anyway, so I, I just uh, Piron's a guy that could start the year. I mean, he's going well outside the, the top twenty-four, as we mentioned, right? So mm-hmm. he's a guy who could start the year for you. Um, you know, he's a guy that could potentially play at least half the year as a starting running back, if not more. I mean, at that value, I mean, he's a smash for me at this value right here. It's just, it makes no sense to me why he's still this far down. And maybe just the ADP hasn't caught up yet. And we'll just see it rise and rise and rise, which I clearly think we will as we get more news on the Javante Williams injury. But, um, I, I think that it's a, it's a good system for him too. You know, you already hit on that with Sean Payton and, and what he's done with his running backs over the years. So I think it's a good system. Uh, and I, just honestly, I mean, it's it's all about the value here for him. You know that that's what truly makes him a fantasy hero is is his ADP and what he could mm. potentially do in this offense.
0: No, I'm very excited about him. And then you just look at the rest of the offense. We didn't even touch on Russell Wilson. Like this is an offense that needs to get the ball moving in a positive way. That's going to be on the ground. They couldn't move the ball at all last year in the ground. Russell Wilson couldn't pass setting up the run game. And if Samaj P. Ryan or Javante Williams is there, they're going to use that run game to protect Russell Wilson, uh, hopefully from either, you know, throwing turnovers or, you know, whatever, just not being bad. I mean, we all expect them to take a step forward this year. So hopefully Mm -hmm. P. Ryan's a big part of that. Uh, Who's your next guy up?
1: So next guy up here, let's uh, switch back to wide receiver real quick. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins. I know I talked about him on our show with Michael Florio, but man, he's going so late. He's currently ranked as wide receiver 80 on fantasy pros and 74 on underdog. You're Mm -hmm. telling me that this guy who came on hot at the end of last year got a end of year rapport with Dan Jones, who's now in the second year of a Brian Dayball offense that produces. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that we think that he ain't going to be better than wide receiver 74 on underdog. I mean, get that out of my face. There ain't no way this dude goes as wide receiver 74 at the end of the year. I expect him to be a wide receiver three, probably mid mid wide receiver three. Is it Mm -hmm. potentially he can get to two? I think that's a little rich, But I do think that he that he could definitely be, you know, somewhere in the 25 to 36 range at the end of the season. I think we'll have a couple of boom weeks for us as well, because, again, the Giants don't have a ton of capital to be able to go out and get anybody. And they clearly didn't. You know, so what they can do is potentially draft somebody that could hurt him a little bit. But I mean, Mm -hmm. there's nobody else on this team outside of Darren Waller now that I really think could take a lot of targets away from a guy that seems sure handed and has a good rapport with Dan Jones. I mean, they have some good guys. Darius Slayton's there, and you know they they have a couple of good wide receivers. But Isaiah Hodgins, man, just watching him at the end of the season, it really seemed like it was a guy that Dan Jones could rely on, and he had sure hands. I mean, he caught like seventy six or seventy eight percent of the balls thrown his way. That's pretty good. I mean, I'll I'll take that all day at the end of drafts. I mean, good lord. So it's to me, it's there's multiple reasons why I like him. But again, it's the fantasy ADP right now is so um in his favor i mean there ain't no way i'll take anybody's money if they want to bet me that he finishes 70 or later I'll, I'll I'll take that all day there's just it's just not going to happen so i've been grabbing him a lot he's one of my most exposed mm-hmm. players on underdog right now and again fantasy hero because of the adp man it's amazing
0: no i absolutely love the value if you had to guess what my ranking of him is what do you think it is really quick though what was what was the ranking on underdog or uh establish the run
1: uh, so let's see. So under, oh yeah, hold on. Let me let me check ETR here. Uh, underdog. He is currently going at seventy four. Fantasy okay. Pros cool. has them at eighty. Let uh-huh. me let me find him real. Okay, quick. so
0: really quick, really quick. Emerson has him at seventy nine. So we got to beat up Emerson.
1: Okay, uh, that's a problem, a run established run has them at wide receiver 75 so they have them pretty low too which concerns me a little bit because they, they're pretty good with their ranking so that does concern me a little bit but
0: I, I have oh i'm not gonna tell oh, you yeah, i'm gonna make you it, guess
1: yeah yeah so say let me guess here uh you have them at 52
0: lower i mean higher uh
1: 45 getting warmer 40
0: 41 41 okay wide receiver 41 I like it, uh, but, and, en- butt ended by Jalen Hyatt and Hunter Renfro. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I mean, that's not true. That's the, that's, that's the consensus. He is yeah. technically uh, the SGPN consensus wide receiver 59 and is okay. butt ended by Renfro and, uh, and Hyatt. I don't have those guys, butt ending them. Those yeah. that's the consensus button.
1: Yeah. Him, but, I mean, I still like it. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, that's well better than any of these other uh, websites have them, have them listed at. And I think that that's, right. I think that that's acceptable, you know, somewhere in the forties or fifties for him is acceptable, but mm-hmm. I do think he creeps into wide receiver three territory by the, you know, by actual redraft time. Cause again, I, I just, I, unless they add somebody, I, I'm not really sure who else besides Darren Waller is probably going to beat him out for targets. I mean, again, he just he seems so sure handed and right. I think he's going to do you know, good for himself in preseason and really establish himself as their potential wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much competition for touches because I feel like all the competition is pretty just, you know adequate they're all very similar like you like you had mentioned so Darius Slayton doesn't feel like a threat for touches right uh Richie James didn't even bring him back Paris Campbell doesn't feel like a threat for touches uh Sterling Shepard I don't know how they got him back in uh, if he had to walk or crawl back into the building but they're bringing him back too doesn't feel like a threat for competition Darren Waller and Saquon obviously of course they do and they're not a downfield passing team right so I think those are the built-in concerns with Isaiah Hodgins I just don't feel I'm in the same boat with you that he is going to finish the year that late in the rankings and whether it's injuries uh, whether it's just, you know, surprise, uh, you know, play from other players or something like that. I'm not sure what would send him that far down the rankings. Um, our, our boss, Ryan Kramer, he, he's not in on him. He's, he says it's a, it's a Darius Slayton type of receiving room, but I don't know. I like Isaiah Hodgins at value. So uh, I'm all over that. He is definitely one of my higher exposed uh, receivers and it's just based off of the finish the last year. And we saw Richie James playing well in this offense. He's gonna have vacated targets. Um I'm trying to think of anyone else that <clears throat> who else left? No one else left.
1: Oh, uh th- there's Wandale Robinson there and that, you know, that was oh, the rookie yeah. they had. Wandale. he he yeah. started off very well and then got hurt. So I'm still unsure. Very low got is- though.
0: Yeah, like exactly. I would, right. I would prefer to have Slayton or Hodgins. He was catching like everything on the goal line. In dynasty, of course, you're going to want Wandale Robinson out of this mix, but in best ball, I want the field breakers. I want the guys who are going to be targeted downfield and have more touchdown upside. Wandale could be used in like a gadgetry type of role, maybe take on some end around reverses, some carries, some creative usage, but that's not going to be enough for me. I mean, his, I think his A dot was like four to six. It was something incredibly low. Yeah. Obviously, small sample size, but regardless, uh, he doesn't feel like that field stretcher for for me. And in best ball, I wanted, like I said, get those guys, those big gainers. Um, you know, Barkley and Waller would definitely be the top targets there. But you know, I'm actually targeting this next guy ahead of uh, Darren Waller, and that's Dalton Schultz. I won't hit on him for too long because we talked about him uh, about a week or so ago. Just really love the opportunity down in Houston. We're all expecting them to load up on a rookie QB. They have literally no weapons. At receiver, I like Nico Collins, but again, not a target hog, not a monster dominating the ball, dominating touches. Uh, Noah Brown, fun story last year with Dak Prescott. It's over. That <laughs> You're on the wrong side of Texas now, pal, okay? Uh, John Mechie, love the story, but we don't have enough to go off of. We don't have enough confidence to say like, oh yeah, he's going to be the guy. He's going to lead the team in targets, yards, catches, etc. right? Dalton Schultz feels like he can still be that guy, even if they bring in, a skilled uh, position player at receiver. Like even if they draft like a Jackson Smith or Quentin Johnson, it still feels like with a rookie QB, he's going to be more lenient and dependent on that safety valve of a hybrid, you know, tight end slot receiver, essentially, you know, uh, Dalton Schultz, right? Not a big guy, not going to bully anyone on the opposing defensive line, uh, not really set up for like, you know, for blocking, they're going to want to run a lot. So he's going to have those duties. But I imagine if, you know, they still have a guy like, you know, Brevin Jordan, you know he's going to be out. He's going to be on the field for you know pass blocking duties and things like that. And you'll probably see Dalton Schultz used at some points as just a legit receiver. You may see him line up outside. You may just see him straight up in the slot. So I feel like he's going to be in a good situation. Could easily clear 120 plus targets. I have him as my tight end. Was it eight? He's going off the board at tight end eleven. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's pretty similar still.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a. So I like Dalton Schultz, right? I, I just, not not huge on him. Um, mm-hmm. ETR does him, uh, again, they have him ranked at tight end 11 as well. So they obviously think he can finish as a tight end one. I think it's in the realm of possibility. What I do like for him is the scheme, you know, coming mm-hmm. over from Kyle Shanahan tree here, right? The uh, D'Amico Rines. And, right. you know, obviously they use the tight end over there pretty well. Um, now it's a little different. George Kittle is a different animal than Dalton Schultz's. So take that with a grain of salt. But I also My like favorite. that, you know, you mentioned that we believe that they are going to load up on a rookie QB and rookie QBs tend to lean on the tight end. So there's things to like about him. I do, I am worried that they are going to run the ball more than they did last year with Levy Smith. So mm-hmm. not saying that that takes away from him, but I do worry about how many pass attempts this team is actually going to have. Now, the other side of that is, they're probably still going to not win a whole lot of games. They're probably going to be behind in a majority of their games. And that usually leans on passing the ball. So I do think it sets it up for him. I'm not a huge Dalton Schultz guy. It's not somebody I'm going to shy away from. It's not somebody Mm -hmm. I'm targeting. If he's there and I need a tight end, and I think it's an appropriate time for him, that's completely fine, right? He's going at about 117th overall. And I I think that that's fine. You know, it's not a guy that that's going to kill you and, we obviously know, you know, the the, the saying is "greater late with tight ends." Either draft one of the great guys or just wait, right? I think mm-hmm. that he probably starts that that tier of okay, I've waited long enough. I can grab one of these guys now. So right. I think it's completely fine. Um, it, it, he's not going to be somebody I have a huge exposure on. But again, like if I feel like I can, you know, and, and again, the, he's easy to stack. I mean, once we figure out who the quarterback actually is. It's going to be easy Mm -hmm. to stack the the Texans team. I mean, they're not going very you know highly ranked,
0: so not going anywhere. um, Yeah, you get you get Damian Pierce in like round seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Nico Collins, John Mechie and all those guys, you know, they're going way late too. So it's easy to stack the team. Uh, But yeah, I think Dalton Schultz. It's an appropriate spot for him. He's just not somebody I super overly love.
0: No, I and I and I get that. I mean, he's not uh, he's not in a flashy situation. He doesn't have a great QB. We don't even know who the quarterback is going to be yet, but. Of the targets around him in that offense, he feels like he's going to be a star. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't use that term so so loosely, but I feel like he's going to be a big priority in the offense. Mm-hmm. And you, I didn't even okay. mention the game flow type of aspect. You brought up a great point there. Like him playing from behind on this team, how can he not just walk into seven to eight targets a game?
1: Uh, yeah, especially if they don't add anybody. If they don't add anybody to this core, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's definitely, a, you know, in his possibilities, he, he could definitely have a hundred targets throughout the year. You know, that's, that's in his wheelhouse. If they don't add anybody, let's mm-hmm. play a quick game. Since this is the first mm-hmm. guy we actually kind of, I don't want to say disagreed on. I'm just not overly in love with him. Let's Mixed play a game. Feelings. Um, I, I'm going to give you the four guys going around him. So the two guys being mm-hmm. drafted in front of him and the two guys behind him, you let me know if there's anybody that you like a lot more than him, a little mm-hmm. bit more or not at all. Okay, so, guy. so You know, again, he's going as tight end 11. So we're going to start at tight end nine, who is currently Evan Ingram. Do you like him more than Evan Ingram, the same or less?
0: I believe I have Evan Ingram higher. Evan Ingram is at tight end six, so more because I love that passing offense. There's a priority to move the ball downfield in that offense.
1: Yep. Gotcha. Okay, good. So David Njoku is the next guy. That's one in front of him.
0: I have, I, I believe I have him behind. So I have David Njoku two behind. And that's just because I want to get more info on the Cleveland offense. I do think that they're going to add another playmaker at receiver or potentially even running back. And it may feel come closer to week one, may feel a little bit more overcrowded from an athleticism standpoint. Njoku's got this down, like hands down. I just feel Dalton Schultz's role may be more heightened and more of a priority than Njoku's will in his offense.
1: Yep. No, I respect that. Um, so one behind him, Dawson Knox.
0: Yeah, I have. I know I have Knox behind him. Uh, how far though? Uh, Where's Knox? I think I have Knox down a bit. Where is he? Uh, I have him at seventeen. Emerson has him at fifteen. So we're both low on Dawson Knox. Okay.
1: Um, and the last one here is Chig Okonkwo. Uh
0: Did I have him at fourteen? So a little bit later. Where are you at, Chig? I think I have him at 14, so also behind.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. So those are some of the guys. You know, when I look at some of these guys, I'm like uh, unsure of. I'll go, I'll I'll do this little exercise, where I'll go around and be like, Mm. do I like him more than these guys and this guy and this guy? And kind of that that helps me to figure out because a lot of these guys go. In the realm that he's going to go within, right. you know, a round or two. So I always like to do that. So I was just curious. Um, but it, it's funny, you know, Conquo That's another guy that kind of reminds me of Dalton Schultz uh, for the scenario anyway. Of right, not yeah, a yeah. not a ton of talent on the team can mm-hmm. potentially get a decent workload and is on a team that's probably going to be behind in a decent amount of games. So and they right. both have good running backs. So it's just that's a guy that uh, reminds me a lot in Dalton Schultz.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like Traylon Burks, the idea of him, but I'm not at his ADP. He's he's going like way too high. All right. We have time for, for one more. You want to dive into your last pick?
1: Sure. What do you want to talk about, a quarterback or a tight end? I got one each. Ooh,
0: do, 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 do. How, what quarterback you got? Let's let's go with QB.
1: Quarterback is Kenny Pickett. You, Kenny Pickett Kenny. currently going. <laughs> yeah, Kenny. Uh, he's currently going quarterback 22 on Fantasy Pros and 26 okay. on Underdog. Um, okay. this is a guy that I just am getting a ton of in underdog right now. And that's just because, you know, we love Deontay Johnson, right? I've had a lot of Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson. It's easy to stack Pickens with him, It's easy to stack Pickens with almost the entire team. If you really want to, I, I think yep. Pickens, I don't say he got a bad rap last year, but he, he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, l- l- let's be honest. He didn't perform great, right? He didn't use his legs as much as I would like him to. And you know he didn't he didn't score a lot of touchdowns didn't have a ton of he was, yards he looked right? timid
0: I mean he he, he, he looked timid he he, he didn't did. look confident yeah yep I think Tomlinson also
1: saw that right and is he and they're going to work on that this year I, I think that they're going mm-hmm. to allow the playbook to be opened up a little bit more for him this is yep. his year two in the NFL you know a lot of times quarterbacks tend to do you know take a, a little bit of a step forward and again for me the reason he's a hero is it's all about the ADP for me right the ADP is so friendly right now you can get him way late in drafts. He's mm-hmm. a guy that is on a team that, depending on what happens with Lamar Jackson here, he, they could potentially bid for the division. Right? They could win this division, oh, yeah. and this team's never out. Gonna,
0: I mean, yeah. did they? Did they finish last year nine and eight?
1: Uh, yeah, I think yes. Yeah, yeah. That's It's crazy. It's crazy. I think they did.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, because um, we were all banking on Tomlin having a a losing season or less than 500 and,
1: and yeah, turn it out a winning season. <laughs> So, you know, the, there's a couple of things that, that could break right for him. And if that happens, I think that he could creep himself into top 15. If if that's the case, I mean, he's going nine spots later than that or uh, yeah. 11 spots later than 11, that right yeah. now at, at the position. And I, I think it's just a very good value. Now, do I think he's going to stay here all offseason? I don't. I do think he's going to jump a couple of these guys in front of him. Um, but again, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the. The upside's there with two very good wide receivers. Um, Pat Fryermuth, shout out Penn State, good tight end. You know, Najee Harris had a little bit of a you know, a kind of medium year last year. I I do think he great
0: finish to the year. Great, yes, great finish finish to the year. He did not start the year very well. Once, once the Jalen Warren talk started up, he was like, nah, fam, nah, 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 sit down, boy. This is my job. I, that's what I felt like. Everyone and their mother was like, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren. I'm like, man, I'm trading a first-round pick for next year for J- Najah Harris. Give me that. What's up?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, again, bet. Back to Pickett. Just overall, the scenario is good for him. The ADP is great. You can stack him very mm-hmm. easy. And uh, he's a good QB2 in redrafts. You know, that, that's why I think he fits in very well. Is he's a good uh, QB2. And I just, again, the, the upside for him at the ADP is is very favorable.
0: Yeah, and that ADP, like Andrew said, opens up so many opportunities for stacking, and that's what you need to do with this Steelers team if you're going to be taking multiple of them, right? Like if you take Pickens and Deontay, there is no question, there's no question to take Kenny Pickett at the back end of your draft because he won't cost you anything, and you're only exposing yourself to more consistency in scoring with that approach. And same thing, again, like if you draft multiple of those Steelers, Kenny Pickett should be on your to-do list, whether he's your second QB, whether he's your third. I didn't say four. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. But if you're getting him at that value, he's going to bring home something positive for you. Because again, it's just going to be a late round pick like that late round pick could be a guy that doesn't even play at all. You're drafting, you know, I'm drafting deuce Vaughn in the last round there. There's a reality. He doesn't touch the ball this year or only plays special teams. Right. I'm excited about it. I love the idea. I love the, you know, the reality that could be, but we have to wait for what can be. So, yes. all right. Anything else to share before we head out for the evening?
1: Uh, No, man. I mean, I mean, shit, I could sit here and talk to you about this all day. You know, like (laughs) I love I love comparing the ADPs and finding the values, man. That's how you win your leagues and your best ball uh, leagues is find the values that can really hit for you late. That's going to help you tremendously.
0: Yeah, I got OG up in the chat dropping the TITTH. What up, John Reed? OG Goonie. Oh, uh john boy. we had michael florio on the show last week if you didn't catch that uh john and i were in the, the same chat where we would hang out with florio and the gang all day at fntsy so he is a he is an og my boy john reed I love, it. Nice. I love it go check out that episode man it's a lot of fun <laughs> all right yeah i am uh, i'm ready to head out always a good time talking ball with you of course um we'll be back next week to do the same thing we do it every week that's why we're here that's what we do next week we'll be talking villains we're talking about are do not draft list guys that we are not drafting at their adp or whatsoever on underdog best ball uh, if you haven't been on underdog be sure to go over there uh, you can use promo code sgpn you'll get 100 percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars it's all good stuff do,
1: do I, you do you want to let anybody know about something that might be dropping that that you recently wrote
0: Oh, yeah. Tomorrow I'm I'm dropping an article discussing these players that we discussed uh, this evening, plus a, a few more that we didn't uh, we didn't have time to get to. So you'll see some surprises in there. And uh, oh, I, I guess we should probably pop in the answer to the question. Who was your first receiver that you brought up? My
1: first receiver was DK Metcalf.
0: DK Metcalf. That's the answer, folks, to the D-Gen question of the show. Boom. If get you're on your Spotify. Podcasts. Exactly. Exactly. Get that free merch. Get that free merch. <laughs> Go to the q a section you pull up the the episode on spotify it's right there it, that will be the question what was the first receiver andrew discussed the answer is dk metcalf you pop that answer in there and you're earning points you're collecting opportunities to win free stuff from us which is always a good thing if you haven't checked out the merch store by the way absolutely buzzing right now oh here We've we go. Got, uh, We've got, We've got Dynasty one hundred and one Sunday, Sunday shirts.
1: edition shirts here, Uh Sports Gambling Podcast, and then obviously I like to Commander. So at the bottom yeah. they have your slogan, "Take Command, Baby."
0: You know, if you don't have much Commanders merch yet, <laughs> yeah, I clearly a don't good have a way me. to get a good start. A way to get a good start. <laughs> I also grabbed the I also grabbed the book bag, man. The book bag's looking fire. Book bag, sweet,
1: I'm, yeah, dude. You got Mini it? helmet?
0: You got the book bag. I didn't get a mini helmet. I got a. I think I got a hoodie and. A, uh, book bag obviously you box.
1: have your your corporate shirt on ride let's ride
0: it's a golf <laughs> shirt technically i believe technically right. it, i it believe is. i supported it, the golf it. network or the the, the fantasy you know, the, golf or, the or golf,
1: whatever the golf gambling podcast
0: whatever they do yeah. gamble Shout out to them
1: by the way i listened to a lot of master stuffs this week so if anybody's into golf check them out steve Shermer and um boston capper they one, they're hilarious together and two great information just they made me some money today i'm very happy with them so shout out to the golf gambling podcast
0: Love it, love it. We're all about making money and picking winners, fantasy, gambling alike. All right, we're going to head out of here. Everybody, be sure to uh, take care, be well, be good. But if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.